so hard for us to wrap our minds around it that we create our own boundaries and we say that like God can only love you until you're gay God can only love you until you wear a short skirt God can only love you like you know what I'm saying and we create these own barriers when like that's not how God's love works Hey y'all, it's Dom and Lex, and you're listening on the DL, we're only going to keep it real. Today we have some very, very special guests with us. Um, they're from, well, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, I want you guys to introduce yourself um, and talk about your podcast a bit and what, what it is that you guys do. Okay, <laughs> um, my name is Anaya, or Anaya, I usually go by Anaya, um, yeah, and I'm one of, one of two hosts on Be For Real. Yes, and I'm Austin Person. I'm also one of, well, I'm a co-host <laughs> for Be For Real. Yes, uh, our streaming podcast mm-hmm. that we've been doing since uh, January of 2021. Yeah, and so we're just so glad to be here um, and hope that you also plug into ours, but we're just so honored to be here and be a part of this conversation and just the platform that y'all created here. So, yeah. So can you briefly give a, a, a little bit of background on what made you guys start Be For Real and kind of what you aim to do on your platform? Yeah, so um, Be For Real kind of started uh, when I actually moved, well, my family moved, you know, I'm currently at Texas Christian University. <laughs> That's where I live right now. Go Frogs. But <laughs> go Frogs. But uh, my family moved, uh, we moved houses. So, so a night came over after we moved to come see the house. And she was over there probably probably about eight hours. Like, and we just it like at first, you know, she was talking to my family, I was talking to her and everything. But then as time progressed, we started talking and we just kind of started. It, this was over Christmas break uh, of 2020. And we were kind of talking and and we were we were having some really good conversation. And it was mainly just about God and how we're improving in God and how we're growing and things we're trying to work on, struggles we have, and things like that. And we were like, this pretty good. Pretty good. We're like, I was like, are you kind of thinking what I'm thinking? She was like, yeah. We were like, we don't, we shouldn't limit ourselves just talking between us two. We should make it for our audience where people can actually listen and tune in, but it still be the same, uh, authentic and still be the same way. So we were like, well, so then and I was like, well, maybe we should start a podcast. I've been kind of thinking about that. I was like, I'm down or you're down. And so then from there on, we were like, okay, well, what are we going to name? What are we going to name it? And we were like, okay, well, we're having a real conversation, so we should include real in it. And then, we were, and then she was like, for real, for real. I was like, okay, well, for real. But, and then, like, <laughs> well, that, you know, that, it's something missing. It's something missing. And, and just to add, like, a Dallas thing. I'm from Dallas. So a Dallas thing, like, if somebody says something and, like, you know, they, like, not being for real about you like okay be for real and so <laughs> and when we were talking i was just like oh be for real i like that one. i like that one. so yeah so we agreed on that and so then we were like we wanted to have you know candid and productive uh, productive conversations about god but from a a teenage christian perspective because a lot of times we're getting perspectives from um adults who are oh yeah i was trying to be nice here <laughs> i was trying to be nice but old <laughs> And, you know, time is different, you know, with, with social media, with um, all the different movements that are going on right now. Okay, how do you actually 
accept the concept of being a Christian? Like, how do you, how do you accept that? How do you, how do you yeah. take that as a whole? So we were like, okay, well, let's tackle that. Let's tackle our opinions. And there's so few, we, and like, we kind of felt the need to fill the gap our, of like what we complained about a lot was how there's a lot of resources far as like Christianity for kids and like adult adults, but this like 18 to 25 Mm-hmm. um age gap is so vague um for young adults and it's like a lot of us were just like okay yes I know I need to be Christian or like yes I know God needs to be in my life but how do I maneuver this and there's literally no resources let alone for black from the black perspective and so like we felt the need to like fill that gap and like even though we don't know in everything we just at least wanted to be a voice for those that like hey we're trying to figure this out too so like what do y'all think that's really good. It's almost like looking in the mirror, kind of. Lexi and I used to have, like, we would be on the phone for, like, hours and hours. Um, and we'd be like, girl, that was a good conversation. <laughs> we should have a podcast. And we sat there for almost a year. Every time we would have a conversation, we should start a podcast. We should start a podcast. And we never did it. Um, and so our platform is basically used our young Black women still trying to figure out life. And so um, that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about today. So our last episode... Um, was over toxic Christianity. Um, And so my question that I have for the both of you, um, and you as well, Lexi, is what does toxic Christianity mean to you and what does it look like in your life and in your experience as young Christians? I'll go Um, first. Okay. I was like, I'll let let y'all think about it a little bit. (laughs) Um, For me, I would say toxic Christianity I mean in simple terms um is definitely just like misrepresentation of what I believe Christianity should be and um and just what that should look like and I think it's something that's definitely been more like man-made rather than what you know God intended for it to be if that makes sense um and I think definitely figuring out what exactly is toxic Christianity like in your young adult years that's kind of when it kind of slapped me in the face um but yeah just like in simple terms I feel like it's just like a misrepresentation of what Christianity is supposed to be and using Christianity as a weapon rather than a weapon against each other rather than against the enemy Mm -hmm. I was literally going to say something along the same lines of um it's just the yeah, basically, you said it perfectly, like the misrepresentation <laughs> or like the smokescreen that is presented of Christianity when like in reality, it's much not not as complex as it's made out to be and as like painful as it's made out to me when like it's kind of like, um, you know how like especially in the media, how like black women kind of feel sometimes how they have to go through their struggle love in order to get love when in reality, you know, love should be good. It should be pleasant. It should be like it should make you happy. And in the same way, like Christianity, it shouldn't come with all these like, like, yes, there are things that you experience, but it shouldn't be painted out to be you have to look overlook all of these things in order to get to Jesus when like, I feel like talk to Christianity is just like religion with the focus taken away from Jesus and God and like the true purpose mm-hmm. of why we're really here. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I mainly took it as people using religion to give a green light to judge others. Um, When I mainly think of, you know, toxic Christianity, I think of, like you said, using Christianity as a weapon, using it to put people down rather than to build people up. 
And when I think of the word toxic, I think of opposite of pure. But when I was supposed to think of Christianity, I'm supposed to think of purity, right? I'm supposed right. to think of this, you know, this raw Holy Spirit, this purity, this Jesus get, you know, gave his life for us. But I think when I think of toxic Christianity, I think of misusing religion to make people feel bad or to make people feel some type of way about the issues that God had already said we're going to go through, period. But it's a matter of building each other up. That's why he gave us each other in the first place to build each other up. Right. That's really good. Um, y'all all made really, really, really good points. One thing that you touched on often was um, this concept of judgment. And so um, another question that I have is, because one of the issues that Lexi and I have seen in our own experiences, um, attending churches, um, being surrounded by church going folk is the judgment that's present in a lot of those settings, where if you don't align with what we consider to be Christian, or if you're not Christian enough, then judgment is automatically placed on you. And then it tends to shun people away from, you know, getting closer to God. Um, and so have you guys had experience with that or what has that looked like for you guys? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man because I like I grew up in church so like right. um, church politics is something that's really big in my mind and on my heart when I think about people that are considering joining a church or like considering coming to faith and it burdens me the fact that like the people is the impediment between a person and Jesus and mm -hmm. so that bothers me and so one of the biggest things about that is the fact that like people are just not nice or yeah. like yeah. and so and as brothers and sisters in Christ yes we're we're responsible for holding each other accountable that's one thing but when you use that as a way to step over people or to make yourself look better or to like hurt someone then it's not glorifying to God meaning that it has no absolutely no purpose yeah. in relation to like Jesus or the church, if that makes sense. If I'm ever giving my opinion when it's warranted, you know, like if I'm ever right. giving my opinion, it's, it's, it's in the context of you're my brother or you're my sister in Christ and we're doing this as a team and I want you to be better. Mm -hmm. And so like in the same way, I feel like there's a lot of judgment because one, we have like a long history of church in the black community and how like our own like black troubles seep into the church and cause a lot of toxic you know what I'm saying it caused a lot of yeah. issues and so I feel like judgment and like things like of that nature come from people not knowing how to properly hold people accountable and not giving the tools to know how to hey if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that my dress is too short, you don't call me out in front of the congregation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And expect, yeah. and like, yeah. especially for women in the church, I feel like we get an extra spectacle, like mm -hmm. on, on, like on us. And that's why like, it's so hard for me sometimes, or not just for me, but like, it burdens me that like, that's an issue for other women too, especially because of like, how much of the eye that women get in the church. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I feel like the biggest thing is the fact that if it has nothing to do with us building the church or yeah. us building relationship with God together then like if you ain't got nothing nice to say keep it to yourself it's just like it's, it's really <laughs> that simple so yeah, yeah. 
You you can go, Lexi. Um, something that you talked about that I kind of wanted to touch on was, ooh, it just slipped my mind in five seconds. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Come back to me. Come back to me. Okay. Uh, yes. No. Um, as I, as I was thinking about what you said too, I think my own personal experiences is the fact that, like, when you grow up in church. And this narrative of yourself like gets built of, okay, this is a, a clean kid, you know, he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't do that. Well, then when I, I come back to church and I have a tattoo or I come back to church and I have my ears pierced or, you know, I come back to church and my hair is just longer than what it normally was. Then those things of, oh, what has happened to you? You let the world can change you. You, you, you know, you seeped in the world. And it's like, no, I, I think I'm higher in Christ than I ever have been. And I think that and for me, at least, it's the freedom in God that has helped me to embrace and express who I really am. Because when I'm restricted and when I feel like I can't be who I am, then I don't feel like I can, you know, really fulfill what God's purpose is for me. And so I, I think a lot of times those those judgments of you can make you not be who you really are called to be. Because, you know, God is a free will, yet people act like they can't be free will either, right? And that and that's that's the, that's a bit really frustrating thing is because like if this higher power is basically saying I'm giving you all the power and authority over this world yet you want to come and tell me what to do I don't get it so uh, I, I think just the main thing is like back to what you were saying just judging people about their own freedom of expression and I just to add to that before you go Lexi's um, me and Austin were talking about this one time is the fact that God's love because we're human and because we have so many limitations on what forever and what love looks like in an eternal perspective, it's hard for us to wrap around, wrap our minds around the fact that a God so perfect, so big, so eternal can love us past all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for us to wrap our minds around it that we create our own boundaries. And we say that like, God can only love you until you're gay. God can only love you until you wear a short skirt. God can only love you, like, you know what I'm saying? And we create these own barriers when like, that's not how God's love works. Mm -hmm. And so the, and I feel like that's the thesis of Christianity is the fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so I feel like when we focus more on the fact that like, yes, there's a standard that we are called to live and that like, we are expected to live up to a certain standard, but that has nothing, but like, that has little to, like, the fact that God loves me has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with him, and so when we make it more about us, it takes attention away from him, and so, yeah. Okay, and there's two things I want to touch on. The first thing was when you first talked, but when I forgot my idea, um, it was how you were talking about um, having to, you know, we do have this expectation to hold our brothers and sisters of Christ accountable, Um, when it is warranted, when it is wanted, when um, you have that, you've created that relationship with someone where you can take that advice or take that correction from someone. Um, But I think a lot of Christians don't know where to draw the line. And I don't, I don't think people really know what that looked like. Because Mm -hmm. just because uh, you my sixth cousin, uh, just because you my great, 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 great auntie don't mean that and we only see each other once a year. I don't I don't want you texting my phone because you saw something on social media. I don't I love you, but we have not we don't have that established relationship. And um 
you know, coming at somebody like that, it does come from more of like a judgment perspective, especially when you're talking about, oh, well, I did this and I did this. Last time I checked, you're supposed to boast in the Lord and not in your own doing. So what are you truly trying to communicate? How are you truly trying to help me? Because right now our lives are completely different, right? We have two completely different um, walks in life, walks with God. Um, And I think just walking away from the idea that someone's journey with God looks one way. um, And that kind of talk, that kind of goes into what you're talking about as far as like, um, you know, whatever, however we decide to express ourselves. Um, But yeah, that's what I want to say. (laughs) Really like that. Uh, And I think that's really important is that everybody's relationship with God is different. So the way that I'm having a conversation with you guys is the same way I have a conversation with him. Look, God, I'm going to get through today. But I'm trusting and believing that you're going to carry me through. But let me tell you about this, 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 this. And so everybody's relationship looks extremely different. Um, Another thing, so I also grew up in the church. My mom's an evangelist, praise the Lord. Um, But um, I grew up in an extremely traditional church so my church is missionary baptist church temple of praise so we really love the lord you feel me really love the lord and so one of the things that i always struggled with is my church is good at preaching you know come as you are we want everyone off the streets to come in come as you are and then they come in and it's like yeah but don't come that way like come as you are but not like that and so then we wonder why I'm just being candid, why our numbers in our congregation are so low and why we're not bringing more people to Christ is because you're not allowing them to be free like you were saying, Austin. And so if I come with 15 piercings in my face, you mean to tell me God don't love me with the 15 piercings? So just trying to, you know, regulate and Naya made a really good point. God's love has no limits. He loves any and everybody. And so I think that that's... um, really important you guys make some really good points this this episode is gonna be fire right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and so moving on to the next thing another thing that we kind of wanted to touch on um and it's something that um Lexi made a, a point about is um how a lot of times many Christians kind of do things and boast in their own doings rather than doing it for the glory of God um and so what does that look like for you guys? What have you experienced in terms of that? And what is your take on it? Um, I, I can go. Uh, my, my biggest take on that is, you you know, going to the type of church you, you've gone to. I don't know about you, Lexi. I know and I and I talked about that too. But, it, you know, it's, <laughs> one time I had a, a pastor talk about how they, uh, when they were growing up at church, they said that they would time it. Like, so the church would start at 10 o'clock, right? And they said about 11.05 every Sunday, the same woman would do the same shout and the same stand up and clap <laughs> at the same time. And, you know, they would they would time it. Like they said, as a kid, they would start, they would look at their watch. They'd be like, oh, she finna do it. All right. <laughs> and she would stand up, do the same shout and do the same stump and then sit down. And it's like, I, I look at that as toxic too, because it's like, it's not pure it's anymore. Performative. It's performative, right? And so, you know, I, when I really think about that, I, I've, had, I've had experiences in that where it's like your relationship with God and the way that you express your relationship with God is so different, right? Whereas like when God, when you feel that raw anointing of God's love, mm-hmm. it can touch you and move you in any type of way. And so I feel like 
you shouldn't have to perform or put on a show or look a certain way for somebody. Like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. If, you, if you're a person that you say a little prayer right there, you know, you might shed a tear or two and you move on, then that's okay. That's okay, too. If you're a person that likes to lift your hands up and stand up, that's okay, too. But as long as it's genuine, right. because, you know, God doesn't like that fake faith. He wants your faith to be real. Yeah, and I think I'm looking up the scripture right now, because one thing we're also big about is like going straight going to the straight text. text. Like, because yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of toxic Christianity is rooted in. Is like, well, I heard this pastor once say, or I heard somebody once say, and like, there's a whole lot of stuff where we just cleared everything that everybody said and went straight to the text. Mm-hmm. It would be so much clearer. And yeah. so I'm trying to find where it's in Galatians, Galatians, where he's talking about um, boasting in Jesus, and like the thesis of it is the fact that Paul is talking about how. Jesus like we can't earn God's love we can't earn salvation like we are so like I feel like if people truly understood the condition that we're in far as sin you would better understand like I feel like people who truly worship and people who truly like truly worship and like have a true response it's out of response and not out of a performative sense of I want God to love me it's like because God loves me that's why I respond that's why I do this that's why I go out of my way to please him because not because I want him to love me but because like because he loves me that's why I respond because there's nothing you can do there's literally like there's literally nothing I could do to reach him Mm. but the fact that he said that despite how far you are I'm still going to make a way to get to you by sending Jesus that means a lot to me and I'm just like (laughs) okay thanks that's cool and so yeah yeah I don't mind going to church I don't mind worshiping that kind of thing And so going back to what you were saying, doing things like that are, it it brings back the idea of making faith or making church culture more about us. And when it becomes workspace, when it becomes like, you're not going to heaven if you don't tithe, or you're not going to heaven if you don't do this, or if you do this, because at that point, it's the pastor or the clergy controlling you when it should be um like I'm tithing because the money that I get isn't my own it's because God gave it to me so I'm giving a piece of it back to him he only asked for 10 you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so like it when we make it more about this performative in order for God to love you you need to do blank it totally misses the concept of Christianity and faith yeah I um you you made a really good point about like tithes and offerings yeah because I've, I've visited like several churches one church in particular where you know offering had taken place everyone had given what they were going to give and the pastor had the those collecting um tithes and offering counted in front of everybody and then they will report that how much you know was was given to the pastor and he would say let us get like 45 more dollars can we get 45 more dollars so then it's it's no longer about you know I get I gave what I could give from the bottom of my heart and I gave what God put on my heart it's all about paying the bills in the church at this point and so just that toxic part of it because I think a lot of I've had conversations with a few of my peers who don't attend attend church and that's one of their stipulations is I don't have money so there's nothing for me to give so how am I supposed to participate in that part and I think that if a lot of churches start centering stop centering everything around you know monetary value well if you pay this amount in ties you know we can get a new building do you really need a new building right right (laughs) right 
And like, Did God tell you to get a new building? No, really. And like one thing that I love, one of my mentors would say is that like before you enter in like a, not a conflict or like if there's ever a situation, consider is this a, is it, is this a salvation issue? Like, mm. will this like, does this impede me or impede someone else from getting to heaven? Mm-hmm. Is, if it doesn't, then that's cool. If it does, then consider it a little bit more and keep praying about it. And so like, if y'all just need a building that bad, God will provide a way for you to get it with the, with the way that y'all are going. You don't need to, you shouldn't have to hold a gun to your congregation. <laughs> like, like, if that's where y'all supposed to go. 50 more, 50 more. <laughs> I feel it in my spirit on this section. This right. section. <laughs> the one with the Mercedes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let him use you. Well, he done used me already. That's all right. <laughs> 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 everything from me. Right. Lexi, you were gonna say something? Yes. So well the first thing, um just kind of I can't remember what church I was at, but all I remember is they passed them collection plates around three times, three separate times for apparently three separate reasons. And hold on, y'all, something popped up. We're recording. I think a break. Keep going, girl. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, and then something that I've noticed with that when it comes to tithing um, and offering, I think it's funny how we as Christians talk about how, you know, you're not, have, you're not supposed to have this spirit of guilt or shame, um, but we play on those emotions in order to get people to give. And I just think that's interesting. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. So the next um, question that I have, um, we talked about it. Um, well, you guys mentioned it at the beginning in terms of what you guys are using your platform, um, you know, to show what, you know, being a young Christian um, is like. And so um, one of the things that me and Lexi touched on um, a little bit in the last episode that we just talked about personally is this whole stipulation around you having to go to church in order to enter into the gates of heaven or in order to have a relationship with God and so um what's your take on that because personally once I entered into college I stopped going to church as frequently and that was the closest I had ever felt to God I was going to go you know into the word for myself I was talking to him I was having more conversations with him and so um what what do you guys think about that um just this whole idea of having to go to church in order to obtain some sort of righteousness or salvation. Yeah, um, that's so interesting. We talked, that was one of the first things we talked about uh, when we started our podcast. I told Anaya, like first semester, freshman year, you know, church was on Zoom anyway. And I wasn't, I, re- I wasn't really going. Like <clears throat> I would, I went maybe once a month and I probably missed a month. I probably like, I mean, I, was, I, was, I wasn't going like that. But it was also the fact that I wasn't also putting in the time with God either, right? And so you have to realize that, that that's a thin line right there, right? Where it's like, okay, it's one thing if you're, you're not being in an actual church and spending time with God, 
And then it's also another thing if you're not, you know, watching a sermon to get fed or if you're not reading your scriptures or on a, a Bible plan or something like that or having, you know, group sessions where you're discussing God and things like that. If you're not feeding your spirit anyway, then there's an easy drop off because if if we're in this world but not of this world, well, if you don't have that covering of God with you, then it allows for worldly things to creep into your spirit. And you start thinking about things that you never would have thought about before or start speaking about things you never would have said before. And so I think that it's, it's important that even I think the church is a way for you to surround yourself with God, like minded people mm-hmm. um, most times. But and so I think that you should continue to surround yourself around people that are of the same spirit and are seeking God at the same intensity that you are. And, and so I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope because, yes, you can not go to church, but you also have to watch who you're surrounding yourself with, too, and who you're, you know, feeding yourself in, too, because it's the same way with church. If you if you say I'm a church goer, but you're going to church to start mess, well, then you're still not perfect either. So I think that it's also, you know, feeding your spirit with things of God and making sure you surround yourself with things of God. Yeah, and I could also say that, like, going to church is, like, filling up my, it's, like, it's how I fuel for the week, Mm -hmm. and so, like, my spiritual fuel for the week, and, like, if, and I know that if I don't go to church, or if I don't at least, like, even if I can't make it to church that week, if I'm not listening to a sermon, or at least seeking God in some type of way, I feel it, and so, like, no, 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 Monday for me, my temper is bad, I have a like, yeah. And so if, you know, and so in those moments where, you know, homegirl tries me and usually because I went to church and like they talked about managing your anger and managing like your tongue. <laughs> usually I'm, by Monday, I'm like, you know what, Sandy, I'm not going to go off on you. Because pastor said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Sandy, that's all right. But, um, but like in the event that I don't, Sandy might get it. Yeah. And so... And so it also makes me think of the fact that like, you know, in the same way with the car, by the time you get on E, it's already too late to get gas, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. by filling up and being proactive by pursuing God, I'm feeling myself to be able to deal with the day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. And so it's also going to church, you don't have to go, but in the same way that the reason you go to college, you can get all the information that we learn in college and like the books that we read and the classes that we take, you can get that on the internet. But the reason that you show up to college and like the reason you live on campus is to be in a community of like-minded, educa- like educated, like people. And so people that are also pursuing their education. And in the same way, even in college, everyone that's in college don't mean they're going to class. In the same way, everybody yeah. that's going to church, ain't, they ain't showing up in, in every way they're supposed to also. Yeah. And so like, if you want to be a better Christian, you, sur- you surround yourself with like-minded, better Christians. And so like, if I want to be, if I want to get better grades, I'm going to show up to class. I'm going to go to office hours. I'm going to have like, you know, study groups and stuff like that. And in the same, and like, I'm going to pursue more time. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm going to pursue more time outside of that, outside of that class setting so that I become better. And in the same way, if my goal is to become closer to God, than just going to church or not going to church at all. Yeah you miss out on the opportunity to dive deeper and become stronger. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, something that I wanted to touch on um, when you're talking about 
uh, your purpose for going to church, you know, you need to fill up. And I think that a lot of people don't have that purpose. I think they think, oh, I went to church, chick, you know, and on to the next thing. Um, for me, I feel like I really got closer with my relationship in God and that I really discovered who he is and who I am through him. In in church, yes, because I, you know, I have the tools that I need, but okay, now I need to apply them. Um, and especially yeah. being in college, meeting individuals like Dominique and um, going to like uh, FCA or like different things like that. <laughs> um, but those were the things that were most helpful to me in that season because I was going through a weird time and I needed to be around people who were experiencing things that I was experiencing, but also people who were, um, you know, Christian, Christ-like thinking people and were pursuing the same thing. So I think notify or not notify, I'm sorry, but like recognizing that purpose of like, this is why I'm going to church rather than I'm not, I'm not going to perform. I'm not going just to check this off my list. And then also finding, I think the hardest part this day and age, honestly, is finding the church where you can actually like achieve that goal of filling up because I mean, there just are some churches out there that their goal is to hand a collection plate around three times. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll probably walk out. I'll probably, walk out. Right. yeah, but I, I'll add this too, also for me to give a, a personal experience where. I was attending this church that I've, I've gone to since I was probably nine, 10 years old. And I went there all the way up until I was 18. And, uh, uh, and then, no, actually up until I was 17. And then my family decides to change churches. They didn't like the direction that, that the church we were going to, we've been going to for 10 years. They didn't like the direction it was going to anymore. And so we left and started going to a new church. And I was going there, you know, but the only thing was, I was like, yeah, I'm finna graduate though. And so, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to insert myself in there. But like most of the kids in the youth, they were around my sister's age. My sister's 15, but back then, so she was what, 14, 13. So like they were starting, you know, they were around her age at the time. They were all either entering high school or just got into high school. Whereas I'm a person, I need to be preparing to go to college. And so that was kind of tough for me too. But I knew that at my at our old church, it was a lot of kids my age. It wasn't a lot of kids my sister's age. So I was like, you know, I felt I was good in the fact that she needed that at this point in her life because her, her position right there, I think was, I won't say it was more important, but it was more crucial in her season right then and there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after going there for a while, and I, I love that church. I love the... Sorry, I'm like, cut off. <laughs> I know about right. that. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> You've been in that study too long. I think I said something wrong. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I was saying so. It was crazy how things turned around. I thought I would never go to that old church again. Well, my mentor becomes the pastor of that church. And so then he's like, hey, um, you know, I'm I'm the new pastor at this church. He said the church. I was like, I used to go there. Like, like, wait. And so he was like, well, come out. And, you know, he was like, I'm going to be changing some things. And 
and now I'm able to go to this church again that I thought I was done with in, in that season. But I realized that for that season of the restoration the church needed, I needed to be stepped away. But now I need to go back to that place. And now that place has kids more of my age. You know, a few of my friends go there now. And, it, and so I'm, I, I wanted to say that to say that you never know which directions God is going to lead you and make sure you're hearing him. You know, if you're supposed to be in a church, then don't worry about what happened at, at a certain time in your life. Worry about where God is trying to take you. Right. And don't be so, like, attached to a place or, like, so allowing, I have to be sensitive about this, like, you're hurt to keep you so distant that you miss out on the blessing that God may have in that place. Yeah. And so, like, if... And so, and so sometimes God will allow things to happen, like you being hurt or like you seeing something that you're not happy about to just like give you a notification that, hey, maybe it's time to move. Or sometimes he'll say, or you'll be in a place where you're okay and God will give you the move and tell you to move elsewhere. And you'll be like, eh, I'm not really comfortable with that. But that could be the place where like your blessing or your covering is. So like, I just love that you bring that up. Cause um, just to say that like everybody has a different church home and like, if that's where God is leading you, that's where your community is and that's where he's going to meet you. So mm. like, don't, don't be so connected to your idea of like what church looks like. Be more connected to like, is this church like following God's statutes and will he meet me there? Mm. That's real true. Because I think that the one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, your church has to have this big um, congregation and has to have mm. a really nice pulpit and all of these um pews and like the church that I go to now is in an auditorium of an elementary school and I feel the most blessed right. every time right. I go in and come out and so I think that that's really true um also understanding that um God shows up any and everywhere mm-hmm. and so one of the most interesting experiences I had and I, I it still sticks with me is during my duration um early on in college I was struggling with depression really bad I was and it's crazy because I wasn't far from home, but it felt like I was far from home. And mm-hmm. so just, you know, trying to get into the swing of things. And I was like at the top of my class in high school and then coming to, you know, yeah. a school like TCU, everybody's the top of their class. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, trying to figure out what sets you apart and what makes you different. And I was sitting in the blue, um, sitting, reading the book, waiting on an event to start upstairs. And this guy came and sat next to me and, you know, we struck up a conversation about the book I was reading. But he was like, God told me to tell you everything's okay. Mm. And I said, do you know me? (laughs) 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 Hey, you know, I'm going through. But like just that subtle moment, like changed me for like, it felt like I was going to be okay. I was like, Mm because I asked God constantly, send me a sign, send me a sign. And I wanted something, you know, big that I could read that was right in my face. And it was that moment right there. Um, that touched me um, for the duration of my college experience. Not to say that college is easy, because it is hard. No. <laughs> that definitely helped carry me through, and it was God, you know, saying, you know, that was something that I needed. Also, um, I'm in therapy now, and so, interestingly enough... Beautiful thing. Beautiful, uh, an amazing thing, and yeah. so, 
Um, I didn't know what depression and anxiety was until I entered college. I didn't think I was struggling with it at first. But mm-hmm. when I would have conversations with um, older people at my church, or even my mom, for example, it was always, girl, you're not depressed. Just pray about it. We had an episode. We had an episode about that. <laughs> we had an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on it. And my response would be, well, I'm praying. I've been, me praying ain't the, ain't the, ain't the issue. And so I genuinely feel I was, you know, constantly asking God, you know, give me guidance, give me, send me some source of help. I know you're helping me through this, but I need something, you know, immediate. And therapy was the answer that he gave. And so I wish, I wish that a lot more Christians would understand. Yes, pray. We're not telling you not to talk to God, but if you need additional help, God is, it has blessed a lot of people on this earth with some very special abilities. Yeah. And even like my therapist at the end of all of our sessions, she prays with me. Look at that. Oh, and no. so just understanding that that's not that's not the devil. That's not the trigger of the enemy. That was God sending me the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And just to add to that, I'm also in, uh, doing therapy too. And like one thing that kept me away for a long time was the fact that I would always talk myself out of it because I'll be um, in this mindset that like nothing's really wrong with you, like, mm-hmm. and you don't go to therapy because something's wrong with you. You and so um, I love that Michelle Williams, this and child girl, you know, <laughs> she's a big advocate for mental health and stuff. So like her, whatever. So she was talking about, and so I loved her the way she said that like the Bible is the sword, but going to therapy gives you battle strategies, mm. and so. And so even though there is a lot of things that there, there's a lot of times where like sometimes life happens or you're just dealing with life and you're just like, I have the sword, but sometimes I don't know how to maneuver or how to, how to go about it. Or sometimes there are things that I know that I struggle with this, but I don't know why. And I don't know where it's coming from and I'm sick of dealing with it. And that's, and so sometimes, and like you were saying, like, you'll say, God help me, God help me. And he'll direct you to somebody it's kind of like I'm sorry I get so many analogies but um like that story of that little uh it was like a man in a boat in the middle of the ocean and he prays for God to help him and a helicopter flies by and uh, the helicopter's like hey do you need help and he's just like no God is gonna help me and then someone else in another boat rows by and he's just like oh no the guy's drowning And and a guy in a boat rows by and he's just like hey can I help you you're drowning and he's like no God is gonna help me and the man drowns and he's like, God, why didn't you help me? He's just like, I sent you. Yeah. I sent you help. And so, like, <laughs> taking advantage of those resources, that's like that. If, if anything, it helps me better understand my relationship with God rather than it just, because like when Jesus in, in the Great Commission, when he says, go make disciples of me, the root word, like Latin, the Latin word for disciples is discibuli, which is Latin. I mean, Latin for learner. And so like in the sense that like when he called us, he didn't want us to be mindless robots that just follow instructions and just do what he wants us to do. He wants us to be continuous learners of him. And he wants us to be continuous students of him. And so if you need someone to break down better, like why I do this and how can I apply it to my life and my Christian life, then that's okay. Yeah, I I, I give a perfect example of that too. I'm, I'm that kid too who, 
the, the I'm the guy who was drowning, and uh, <laughs> I've been that kid. I've been that person multiple times. I, I I'll admit to that. And I mean, uh, I talked about it on our pack our, our podcast, but uh, an example for that for me was this summer. Uh, I I had an internship with uh, this environmental um, engineering company, and that's what I wanted to do. That well, that's what I thought I wanted to do. And uh, you know, I was majoring in environmental science here, but you know, you you could just feel like. Eh, I, I'm I'm good at it, but it's not really what I want to do. Like I, you know, I know Anaya and her uh, education path. She's very passionate about it. And when we sit up and talk, and she would talk about it, I'm like, dang, I don't feel that way about my major. Like, <laughs> but and so um, I I do the internship part time during the school year, and then I was supposed to go full time. Something goes wrong with the paperwork, and it it messes up. And so I'm I'm sitting there, and and uh, Anaya knows it's like I, I was frustrated. I was like, why is this not going through? And I'm sitting at home and I'm like, all my friends are working, they bring the money. And I'm like, Lord, like I, I need a job. Like, I don't want to just waste the summer off. And um, and so then he, uh, my cousin, a cousin who I don't really talk to a whole lot, calls me out of the blue and is like, hey, um, there's this summer camp that one of that my best friend is doing. And they said they needed more male counselors. Do you do you want to do it? And I was like, eh. I'm, I'm have I have my own I have my own internship that I'm waiting for it's just some things are not working out right now but it's going to work out so you know I was like you know I'm good I'm good so then yeah and so me so then she, she, so, so then she gave the boss my number the boss text me because like, hey you know I've heard great things about you I'm like why this crazy dude texting me like I don't know you leave me alone I got my own boss I don't need a new boss I got my own boss. like and so I'm, I'm like god what? and then you know I'm sitting at home and my mom is like um Austin hey baby um do, do you not see this opportunity right here right you, you keep complaining about one job okay okay then I look it up and this is in this small town Glen Rose Texas about an hour and a half out, I'm like, I'm supposed to go to here for, you know, I'm supposed to stay here from, I'm supposed to go there on Sunday. This is on, a, this is like beginning of the week. This is like Monday. They like, well, we need to know by Thursday if you're going to do it or not, because we're starting Sunday. So then, so then by Thursday, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. But I'm like, I don't know if I can give you my whole summer because just in case another opportunity comes, I just want you to know <laughs> that like, I might have to uproot and go. And they're like, okay, cool. We just need your help. We just need your help. I'm there for one week and it changed my life. Like, you know, and then crazy, I'm still acting dumb, right? So then I'm like, well, God, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You know, what I, I, I know that I'm not supposed to do this environmental science anymore, this environmental engineering anymore, but God, what, what do you think I should do? What job? And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there as a camp counselor and they're, they're like, and so then I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Lord. And then the, so then the summer goes by and it's an eight week thing and it's the last week. And I'm, you know, I'm because it, it was a Christian camp, too. So I'm ministering to these kids and I'm saying trust God and all this stuff. But then I'm sitting there like, Lord, you're not giving me an answer. And the whole time he gave me an answer for eight weeks straight and I didn't even know it. I was supposed to be counselor the whole time. And it was in my job description. It said Austin person counselor under there for my name tag. Yet I'm sitting there like, God, what am I supposed to do? And then I, I call an eye when I get back in town. I'm like, 
hey, do we have, like, what, what kind of programs do we have? And she's in her, uh, she's doing frog camp, orientation, fro orientation leader. leader. Yeah, she's an orientation leader. Mm -hmm. So I, she's- I registered people for So class. she registered people for class. So she's like, what, dude, dude, let me look. She's like, let me look up some, what, we have child development and that that leads to, to counseling. That carries over to counseling. I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, from there on, and so that, you know, I, I say that to say, God, God's going to throw you signals. He's going to continue to show, throw you signals. He's going to continue to show you your love, but you have to make sure you're listening and make sure you're focused on him because eventually he's just going to be like, I already, I already told you. He's going to sit there and look at you like you're stupid. So <laughs> until you get it. So to make sure you're having an open ear to what God has in store for you. Mm -hmm. That is good because a lot of times you're praying to ask God for a sign and he'll send you one and he's like, so that's true so in closing if you could provide one piece of advice to young christians still trying to navigate their faith or um still trying to determine whether or not you know god is is right for them um what would it be um I would say pursue it for yourself and get to know God for yourself and uh, get away. Well, yeah, that's the best way I can say it is like figure it out and pursue it for yourself because the more you do it for other people and um, the more, yeah, the more you do it for other people or you're doing it as a performative thing, um, it, it'll eventually crumble. And so really evaluate, even if you are in church right now, or even if you are like in your faith, I would like take time. So like my pastor used to say, take inventory on why you're here. Why are you like, why are you here? And so I would say, once you come to the conclusion that yes, Jesus is for me. Yes, I need to be here. And yes, this is my community. Then like figure out what you need to do for you. And then also I would say, don't get discouraged um by things like being scared to approach church or like don't feel behind like don't get discouraged by like feeling like you're too behind or you're too far or like you need to fix yourself up in order to come to God um you can come to him first and so yeah that's yeah you, you can go Lexi um I was gonna say that just this even applies to me because I feel like I really rediscover God whenever I got into college like because it's one thing to grow up in, in church and you're doing it because that's just what you've been doing that's what you're supposed to do and you're just kind of you know walking out of um like routine um but I would say even like uh, attempting to know God for the first time versus needing to relearn God because I'm still relearning stuff that I learned in the past um, one, like you said, to not get discouraged and two, to extend grace to yourself. And that is like the main thing that has really saved me um, and really um, like that I really had to grasp and understand exactly what that meant and like has brought me to tears like a hundred times because God's grace and mercy, like it is nothing for us to our human minds to even begin to comprehend. So even like trying to half understand what that even looks like um, or how he, how much he does love us. And when considering his grace and mercy, I think just like exploring that will just take a lot of stress and weight off of you. So that way, you know, through your work in Christ, through 
your walk with Christ, you can still make mistakes um, mm-hmm. and you can still come to him and everything is going to be fine. You're going to live to see another day. This will be God's will. Yeah, um, I, I guess the one thing I would say, and I know uh, this is my favorite scripture is uh, Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on to your own expectation, but and always acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I think the biggest word is trust, right? Uh, I think that that's the best thing that you can do. That's the that's the biggest thing you can offer God is your trust in Him. And I think that, y'all, when I when I tell you that once you see Him do it one time, He can do it again. Like mm-hmm. if He did it before, He can do it again. It can happen again. And you know He's the same guy yesterday, today, and forever. So if He's the same steady hand, the same guy then trust that he can do it again. And so if your situation is not looking so bright, know that it wasn't looking bright a year ago too. Don't forget about that situation he got you out of, don't forget about the situation he got you out of five minutes ago and he can get you out now. So, and I, I'm saying that to myself too, it's just to trust him. And then I know you said one thing, but, and then once you trust him, don't limit him. Like Anaya said, once you find that trust in him, don't limit what his capacity for you. If I could give a piece of advice, um, it would be uh, that's good. Yeah, I stole all that stuff out of it. But honestly, it would be I I have yet to meet one perfect Christian, Mm. and so understanding that everybody falls short at some point, um, and so just giving yourself grace, but understanding that God gives you grace. He right. doesn't expect right. everybody to have the answers all the time because we just we just don't. Right. Um, it would also have to be, um, and I know I said one thing, but here I go. Um, <laughs> it, would <also> <laughs> <laughs> um, it would also like talk. That's good. Right. <laughs> it would also have to be just an emphasis on trust. My pastor said it all the time. He said, you know, a lot of people praying, you know, and ask God to do things for them. And then they get up and they don't have the faith to sustain that prayer. You, know, mm-hmm. you ask God, hey, God, can you do this for me? And then you get up, well, I hope he get it done. Well, I hope he do it. Um, instead of just leaving everything in his hands. And so yeah. um, that, and then one more thing, stop only praying to God when something going wrong. Mm-hmm. Talk to him all the time. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Talk to Christianity. Talk to all the time. <laughs> yes. Stop, my pastor said seasonal Christians. People only yeah. come to church on Christmas. Um, but but develop a relationship with him stop he's not 911 he don't only come in emergencies he's he's present all the time and so um just having a relationship with him for yourself um just to add to that like yeah just the if it helps you better wrap your mind like we were made in the image of god meaning that our person we have personality traits we have an intellect we have like relationship wants and needs and in the same way like in order to build a what takes time to like what helps build a relationship is spending time and so like you can't expect to have a substantial relationship with God without spending that time so like if you just call him when you're in emergencies how do you feel when people just call you when you're when they're in a bind or when they're in a bind that's what I'm saying like you know like when somebody takes me asking for answers I'm like baby leave me alone like get off my phone but if it's like my friend and I know they work hard they put in the effort and we have a good relationship we have good camaraderie when they ask him for help I don't I'll go out of my way to help them yeah. and in the same way with God he loves his children and like the even better thing with God is that we don't have to earn his love like we're conditional yeah 
as humans, you have to earn our love. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like God, all you have to do is show up. So take advantage of the of the free love that He's giving you. So Mm -hmm. like, take advantage Mm -hmm. of it. You got to work for my love. Um, (laughs) What have you done for me lately? (laughs) (laughs) My love got limits. (laughs) But thank you guys so much again for for sitting in with us and talking talking with us. This is by far one of the funnest. I know we're talking about a really serious topic, but by far one of the funnest episodes we've ever had. Um, you guys are absolutely amazing. So if you haven't already, be sure to tune in to Be For Real's podcast. Um, tell them where they can find you guys. Yeah, so you can buy, um, find us on Spotify or Apple. Um, we'll YouTube include, now. yeah, YouTube also. We're also on YouTube. So um, you can find us on those platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts, really. And so, yeah, we'll include the link. So listen and get into it. Thank you guys again. This has been another great episode of On the DL with Dom and Lex and Be For Real, of course. Um, And don't forget (laughs) to walk your truth even if it's on the DL. Bye, y'all. Thank you.